Welcome to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I'm Isabel, your host and founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark, a digital platform that offers life coaching products and services for modern, independent, child-free women. Our aim is to build a strong female community and to connect empowered women around the globe. Child-free people's birth control game is fucking strong. Of course, we want to avoid an unwanted pregnancy. So I can assure you that most of us know the majority of birth control methods out there. One thing that kind of gets on my nerves is when people who call themselves quote-unquote pro-life, which is basically people who are against abortion, say things like, oh, well, if you have sex, then you're already assuming the risk of pregnancy. So if you don't take care of yourself, then you have to have the baby. Like you're obligated to have the baby. And the reason it bothers me is because there is not a single birth control method out there that is 100% effective. Unless you do a full hysterectomy, even tying your tubes is not 100% effective. So in that sense, I don't think that most people who get abortions due to unwanted pregnancies are doing so because they don't know how to use birth control or they didn't use birth control. It's just, I mean, it happens. There is a possibility that people can get pregnant. I also find it ludicrous when these pro-lifers say that people who abort are using it as a method of birth control. That's bullshit. So on this episode of The Megaphone, I wanted to go through a few of the birth control methods that are out there and just kind of like talk a little bit about them, because I think it's important just to have that review uh, once in a while. So let's start with the less effective methods. Right at the bottom, you can find methods like withdrawal, which means taking the penis outside of the vagina before the man comes. Uh, fertility awareness uh, methods, which are based on calendar, like the rhythm method. So basically what it means is you chart the days that you have your period. And so then you calculate which days you would be ovulating. And then people would not have sex during those days just to avoid pregnancy. And spermicides just by themselves. And these methods have an effectiveness of between 71 and 76%. The risk of getting pregnant by using only one of these methods is really high. I feel that these are like archaic methods, not the spermicide, but the calendar-based birth control methods, the withdrawal. This is the kind of thing that maybe people used before condoms or the pill were invented. And I feel that people shouldn't even take them into account when they're trying to not get pregnant because it doesn't make any sense that you would want to use them and then by themselves. On the next level of effectiveness, we find methods like the diaphragm, condoms, the sponge, and the cervical cap. And these methods are between 78 and 82% effective. Now, all of these methods are barrier methods, which is self-explanatory. Their objective is to not let the sperm get into the cervix and therefore go into the uterus. Now condoms is probably the most used birth control method. And 
I believe that most child-free people would use condoms, but there is something else. Like they would supplement that with one of the other birth control methods because we know and we understand that even at 82%, the odds of getting pregnant are still really high. But one thing that condoms are really good for is to prevent the transmission of STIs. And just like babies, you don't want an STI. On the next level of effectiveness, you find methods that are hormone-based, such as the shot, the pill, the ring, or the patch. Now, these are between 92 and 97% effective. And just like I mentioned before, I think that women who use condoms with their sexual partners are also using one of these other methods. Uh, I think the pill is the one that is the most common out of the four that I mentioned. But there's something I really want to talk about right now, and this comes from my personal experience. The list of harmful side effects that these type of birth control methods have is very extensive. It's really fucking long. So for example, in my case, the pill completely fucked my metabolism. And I tried several brands with different types of, you know, uh, different components and things like my OB was trying to make it work for me because she said, oh, it could be very good for your hair and your skin. Well, in my case, I was feeling sluggish. I wasn't feeling like myself. So that didn't work for me. Uh, it's not the case for every woman, of course, but I just wanted to, you know, voice my experience because this is going to become relevant later. Um, now the ring, I also tried the ring. So my OB said, okay, pills are not working for you. That's fine. Let's try the ring. When I was reading through, you know, the little Vaticum, I think it's called the little paper that comes in the box. One of the side effects that was there that caught my eye was that the ring could actually make me suicidal. And I thought, well, that's a little bit extreme, isn't it? Like suicidal for real? And I didn't think twice when I put it in. Like I was like, okay, let's try this. I kid you not, I had to take it out four or five days later because I just couldn't stop feeling hopeless, depressed. And I really, at some point, started thinking about ending it all. I'm not kidding. I wish I was kidding. So that didn't work for me. And I know that, you know, there are some women out there who use the ring and they do good. They do, you know, great. But, you know, it did not work for me. So I just wanted to, my advice with these two experiences that I just mentioned would be just read the little paper that comes in the box. Make sure that you know what you're putting in your body. And finally, at the top of the scale, we have birth controls that are 99% effective. Not 100%, 99% effective. And among these, we have an IUD, we have an implant, and we have sterilization by means of either tying your tubes or getting a vasectomy. Why are these not 100% effective, you ask? Because the human body is really smart. So the human body sometimes says, ooh, there's something wrong, something was cut, it's not like linking, right? And it just regenerates. And it has happened. There have been cases of women who have gotten their tubes tied who then get pregnant. Or men who get vasectomies who then get their partner pregnant. So just so you know, it is not 100% effective. 
And the other two methods that I mentioned, the implant and the IUD, are also hormone-based methods. So to be able to be 100% certain that you will not get pregnant, you either have to have a hysterectomy, which is the removal of your uterus, or if you're a man with balls, you would have to be castrated. Now, I don't know if you noticed this, but... Okay, we're going to completely forget about the least effective methods. Just put them aside. Forget they exist. Don't ever use them. Please don't ever use calendar-based methods. But from the second level, which is the one that includes the diaphragm, all the way up to the most effective methods, 99% of the methods are meant to be used by people who have female reproductive organs. The only two exceptions that I mentioned are the condom and a vasectomy. And even with a condom, I don't know if you're aware, but there are female condoms, which are condoms that are internal. So even then, the vasectomy would be the only one that is only specific to people who have male reproductive organs. Why is this relevant in the conversation? It is relevant because I don't think that most men understand the impact that some of these methods can have on a woman. And I'm talking about the effects that they have on a woman's body. Like I mentioned with what happened to me with the pill or the ring. And I know that I'm not alone because I've heard many women say, you know, this is the effect that the pill has on me or this is the effect that the IUD has had on me. Which is, I wish it was just 100% positive. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's that we get really bad cramps when we have our periods. Sometimes it is that we get moody. Sometimes it is that our metabolism stops working properly. Uh, sometimes it is that you get suicidal thoughts. But all of these effects are being felt by women. So why is it that when people say things like men should have a say on what women want to do with their bodies, and especially abortion, of course, because some people say the man also helped make the baby. You know, there were two of them when they were having sex, not just her. Yeah. But why is it that men don't have the same responsibility that women carry to prevent an unwanted pregnancy? Why does it fall mostly on us? Not long ago, a few months back, I read an article about how the male birth control pill had been invented. And I thought, well, that's awesome, right? So now they're also going to have a different option, which is, is not just the condom, which is, like I mentioned, roughly 82% effective, or, you know, vasectomy in case, you know, the guy actually wants to have kids in the future, a vasectomy would not be an option. So I thought, great. And then I started reading the article and it said that they did the trials and it was working. But the secondary effects that the male pill was having on the male subjects were very harsh. So they decided to just scrape the whole thing out. What does that tell you? That pharma doesn't care if women have really harsh and really bad side effects but they do care if men do. Food for thought. Before I end this short episode, 
I want to tell you a story. I recently met a guy who is child-free and he's having a daughter who is due in May 2020. And so at the beginning, I was confused. I was like, you're child-free, but you're going to have a baby in a month. And he told me, in short, that his ex-girlfriend, and I quote, scored a goal on him. Which is a way of saying that she got pregnant on purpose, even though apparently she knew that he didn't want to be a dad. And that caused a big thing. They broke up because she wanted to keep the baby and he didn't. And so this kid is going to be born uh, in this situation, which I find absolutely terrifying for the kid. But... When he told me that story, I was reminded of one thing that I've heard many times over. And it is that if you are the person who is not interested in getting pregnant, you should be responsible for the birth control that you are using on yourself. Which basically translates into don't trust that the other person is going to be taking care of the birth control for the both of you. Thank you for listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. We hope you tune in next week for our newest episode. And since we love hanging out with you, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Honest Uproar and visit our website at thehonestuproar.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to share with your fierce, child-free firecracker friends. Until next time, continue fueling your inner fire.